Well, somebody gets Shohei Otani a chiropractor because he's been carrying this team on his back. We're going to talk about last night's game against the Marlins. Plus, we're going to talk about Luis Renjifo and what what do we do with him? And we're also going to give our keys to a winning, a winning, a winning weekend against the Baltimore Orioles. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Audio listeners, please rate and review the pod. It helps people to find it. Video watchers, please subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Hey, thank you for joining us after such a big win last night from our Halos. You're locked on with Mike and John. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We are the Super Halo Brothers, a.k.a. the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. Happy Fans, because we finally got a win, <laughs> breaking a four-game skid. And, of course, who other than Shohei Otani to do it for us, Mike? Uh, you uh, doing some numbers there? What's going on? Yeah, I was just looking. You know when they cloned that sheep, like, back in the 90s? Just seeing if they can do that for Shohei what was, because... What was the sheep? Lucy? Bambi? I, something like that? I, I don't know. Uh, Dolly? I, <laughs> Dolly? <laughs> I just... I, isn't it funny that he's the guy? Like, he's the one that has done everything for us. And Always. here's the good news. He really is our ace. Yeah. We haven't had an ace in a long time. I'm yeah. going to say since... Jared Weaver, and and here is Shohei Otani stopping losing streaks, coming into games, and just looking very, very dominant, Mm -hmm. and last night's game, he looked incredible, not just on the mound, Johnny, but also as a hitter at the plate. Mm -hmm. He came through and crushed it for us. Here's his mound numbers, seven innings, two hits, one unearned run. Correct. Three walks. That's actually pretty high for Shohei in his last few starts. No kidding. He's done really great with the walks. Yeah. And then the 10Ks, he lowered his ERA to 2.44. He's now 8-4 and four on the season, and John, his next win will be his career high. That's he won awesome. nine games last year, and so that might be a conversation we can have on a different day. How many wins will Shohei get? Because we're not even at the All-Star break yet. Right. And who knows? what he can put together. And then at the plate, he went one for four with two RBIs, but those were huge, right? And I loved it and actually stood and applauded from my couch in my (laughs) living room because he went the other way against the shift. And it was a brilliant move, a brilliant hit. And it actually gave us some breathing room. It was a two-run single that gave the Angels the lead for good. We ended up winning five to two mm-hmm. and it was the Shohei all day show last night <laughs> that's right uh let's get into some tweets here because these are super significant everybody is tweeting out these astounding stats that Shohei has accomplished since last night so from from Angels PR he is uh the one of the pitchers to go five and oh with 46 plus strikeouts and one or fewer earned runs allowed in a five game span hmm. he joins company like Chris Sale, Robbie Ray, Clayton Kershaw, Ari Dickey, Johan Santana, Randy Johnson, Fernando Valenzuela, and Ray Culp. So some good company there, Mike. How about I was this? Just, I was just going to say that it's almost like a which one doesn't belong. When you got to R.A. Dickey, it was like, eh, eh. you know, but I know he had one really good year and one Cy Young, but it feels like he doesn't belong right. there. No kidding. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, four pitchers in AL history, this also comes from Angels PR, have three consecutive starts with 10-plus strikeouts and zero earned runs allowed. Otani, John Lackey, Nolan Ryan, and wow. Ray Culp again 
And wow. in the NL, only Jacob deGrom and Clayton Kershaw have done it. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Three angels uh, were able to do that, including yeah. Otani. In fact, Ryan and Lackey did it with the angels. And then this one comes from Sarah Langs, uh, Slangs on sports. She said Shohei Otani is the first player since RBI became official in 1920 with 10 plus strikeouts, multiple RBI, and a stolen base. Thank you, Shohei, for getting that for my fantasy team. Five have <laughs> almost done that combo with one RBI instead, and I won't get into those names because they didn't do it. Only Shohei did. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah. all that matters at this point. But, man, what a history-making player we have. Give this guy the MVP already because I he's earned it. And and all all offense, I was going to say no offense, but all offense to Aaron Judge, uh, you're not doing what Shohei <laughs> yes. is doing. And yeah. I will I will spout that until the end of time. And if this season continues the way that it's going, like you said, he could tie a season high uh, career uh, wins. Uh, he could easily, I think, surpass ten. Of course. Oh sure. And it just sure. goes to show, Mike, that look what happens when you have competent, not great, competent bullpen pieces that yep. you can turn the game over to and yep. and guarantee Shohei. A win, and and we saw that with Ryan Tapera and Rysel Iglesias holding it down in the last two innings, and and that was great to see as well. In 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 years past, especially last year, Shohei would often come out of the game and lose that win because of our bullpen. And I know that the bullpen has been a problem this season, but I will say that the pitching lately has really locked things down and have done a great job. And it's been the hitting. That's been the problem, which is why we brought up Michael Stefanik, who yep. started this game, went two for three with a little squib hit out into the infield, and then he had a nice one right back up the middle. Yep. And uh, man, that, talk about needing an offensive boost. I mean, that's exactly what he was there for. And so it was great to see Stefanik uh, get two more hits in this game. I believe he's about three for seven so far, or maybe three yeah. for eight, something like yep. that. That's exactly why he is up here on this team. And so congrats to him as well. Well, I was happy to see Stefanik get a couple of hits. And I know that the game is really about Shohei, but I just want to affirm like that guy needs to be in the lineup and mm-hmm. he needs to be in the lineup every day. Every I day. didn't even like when they pinch ran for him in the sixth inning. No. Like, I think he needs to stay in the whole time. You know, Velasquez, I don't know if he's like playing for something in his contract this many games, he gets a raise <laughs> or something, but like, like keep him out of the lineup and have Stefanik in there because Stefanik and his bat is desperately needed in this mm-hmm. in this lineup and and I loved that they shifted around a bit John like mm-hmm. they had Walsh hitting seventh and Stefanik hitting sixth yeah. and so I love that Taylor Ward at cleanup there was a couple of, of spots where you're like this is why he's batting cleanup mm-hmm. he did walk one of those times but that actually just it shifted the game it shifted the feel of the mm-hmm. game because when you have Ward, Trout, and Otani, it feels like, oh, now the rest of the lineup is a piece of cake. But right. now that they have VR actually leading off, who went two for four, by the way. Yeah, that was I, good to see. I love him at the top of the lineup. And and then also you have Renjifo at five. I'm not a big fan of that, but I understand it because then you have Stefanik and Walsh. And that actually really, I think, balances the lineup well. So whoever's managing this team, I'm not sure if it's uh, Angel's grandma or if it's Ray Montgomery Angel's or if grandma. it's somebody, right? <laughs> but we, whoever's managing this team, let's keep Stefanik in that starting lineup for the entire game because that guy, he looks like a he looks like a gamer, man. Yeah. I love seeing him out there, and I'm excited that he's actually starting to hit really well. Can I say, too, I was concerned about VR at the top of the lineup as he hadn't gotten any hits yet, but uh, it was good to see him 
get some hits and and he's he can still move man he can still yep. move on those base paths yep. in fact uh he was ahead of shohei when shohei was on first and Villar was on second. They did the double steal, and that was successful. And I tweeted this. I said, go figure. Stealing bases and taking walks and stringing <laughs> yes. some hits together, getting huh. runners into scoring position. What well, a concept. How did we huh. How did we get five runs? Because we got back to the basics and the fundamentals. Yep. This is the team. We said this last week, and it's frustrating every time we get away from it. This is the team who won 27 and went 27 and 17 at the yeah. beginning of the season. Like, yeah. get back to that. And I was encouraged by the post-game interview with Erica Weston. Max Stassi talked to her. I don't know if you saw this. But he said, you know, hey, the coaches, we're all working together. There's a lot of internal work happening because you and I have questioned all along, what are we doing? Are we doing yep. anything behind the scenes? Yep. And I trust Max Stassi, and he spoke very honestly, very vulnerably, and it, and it seemed very, like, eloquent in what he was saying. I, I, he, it was just a trustworthy voice from Max Stassi saying like, hey, we're putting in the work. The coaches are doing everything they can to help us figure some things out. And I believe him. And I'm excited yeah. to feel that because so far we haven't had any answers. So thank you, Max Stassi, for yeah. clearing some of that up for us because that was severely needed, I think. Right. You bought yourself at least a couple of weeks, right? Like yeah. <laughs> with Angel Fandom to be able to say, okay, we know you're working on some stuff because there was a moment in last night's game where... Uh, like, for, for example, when Rysel came out there and he immediately walks the first batter, there was a part of me that just goes, you know what it feels like? It feels like this is like a softball team and you have some really <laughs> great players on the team and then you have some mediocre players and the really great players are out there and they're like, ah, I've done this before. I'm really good and I know I'm really good. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go and have fun. Right. And it doesn't seem like there's any sort of coaching that happens to them. And so when Rysel walks the first batter, it was like. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> throw some strikes, right? But that's what it felt like. It felt like they're just like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good player. I'm gonna figure this out. So it was great to hear from Stassi that there is some internal dialogue taking place, and I want to see that translate onto the field. And it seems like it only translates on the field when Shohei is pitching. And so whatever they're mm. doing on Shohei days, they need to do on days when other guys are pitching as well. They need to put up that you know the little message at the bottom of each lineup card that says, "How will we win today?" Expect yeah. to win, that kind of stuff. They to say play every day like it's Shohei Day because that's exactly <laughs> yes. what the team needs to do. Well, coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to give our keys to a winning weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles, and that's going to be tough because they've played us so tough. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by our friends at BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone, find jewelry as unique as her with a modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile will help you to create a custom engagement ring, one that it just matches her dreams. At BlueNile.com, you'll find simple tools that'll let you choose the diamond shape and size, clarity, and the setting because... For some guys, they're just not good at that. And then there's creative guys like you, John, that are really good at that. So these tools are probably awesome for you. They're really awesome for me. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. And each ring is one of a kind, and they do this at prices that you won't find at your traditional jewelers. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler, and if you don't like it, if it's not perfect, no problem. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And 
If you need it fast, in most cases, they can deliver overnight. It comes in a package that won't give away what's inside. So make your special moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And of course, Locked On Angel listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. When you go to checkout, just use the code LOCKEDON. Go to BlueNile.com today. Mike, we have to talk about Luis Renjifo Let's and do the it. conundrum that he's put us in this season because yeah. you and I in the past, uh, we've seen some flashes of, of good from him and then not so good, and sometimes he just seems like another body on the team. But yeah. this season has really been his season, and he's really showing us something this season. Let me talk about his May. Okay, uh, He had a nice May. He slashed 290, 353, 435 with two home runs. Yeah. But was awful for most of the month of June until the last seven games of June. So he previously slashed 400, 423, 720 with two home runs to finish off June. And yeah, that was, that was over incredible. seven games. So he was really bringing the heat. But what about so far in July? Well, and, and the thing that we've noticed about him is that he's looking more confident at the plate. When we were striking out a bunch against the Astros, Renifo actually wasn't one mm-hmm. that was striking out. He's 5 for 18 with a home run. He had an RBI last night, and his defense looks better. And I say this knowing that he made an error in the first inning, but here's the thing. Jared Walsh makes everybody look awesome, and that was one play that we just expected him to make. I think that and, error was on Walsh. I think they scored it on Walsh. They said it was an E6. Oh, did and they? So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they said it was an E6. Was and so... While she, you know, makes everybody look good. And so, but I have, I've really been confident in Luis Renjifo in the field. And I think him at shortstop for the time being is a really good move. And so you're right. It's, it's a conundrum. And the question we want to ask is, so what do we, what do we do with this guy? Is Mm -hmm. he a starter for the future or is he a backup when Fletch comes back or is, is he just there or is he got trade potential or is he depth? Where do you place Luis Renjifo, Johnny? Remember that there was a trade pre 2020 that already put the kibosh on and it was going to send Renjifo and I think Taylor Ward. I'm glad we didn't make this at the end of the day, but it was Andy Pages, a Dodgers prospect and Ross Stripling would have come over and started for us that season, and that didn't happen. And that was actually pre-COVID, before the season got delayed and, and turned into a 60-game season. So I'm really glad that we didn't make that move. Was um, it Andy Pages, or was it Jock Peterson? Uh, and Jock Peterson, yeah. Oh, Jock, Jock was Peterson, in that too. Yeah. Uh, Ross Stripling, and Andy Pages. So yeah, yeah. it was a big move. Who would have thought that we actually would be like, yeah, I'm glad we didn't make that move <laughs> because of what Taylor Ward has become. Interesting. Yeah. And speaking of Renjifo, you know, you mentioned him batting fifth. And I yeah. understand, like, it does it does spread out the lineup a little bit more. But he's a switch hitter, too. And I think that that yeah. factors into putting him up there in that fifth spot. Because, you know, I've said this a lot in terms of building a lineup. I love it when we have guys who get on base, a good hitter, and then a guy who can drive in runs. And it seemed like a lineup like that last night was consistent all the way through. And Renjifo seems like the kind of guy where you reset that again, and and he could either be the on-base or the hit guy and then be driven in. And I think that that is important for us to see from him as well. And and so with Renjifo, I think the big question here is what happens when Fletcher comes back. We also have Matt Duffy on the IL as well, so I don't know what's going to happen there either. My hope is I want to see 
the four infielders be a combination of Renjifo, Fletcher, uh, uh, Stefanik, and Velasquez. I, I, you know, I I don't really yeah. care about Matt Duffy at this point because he's not right. going to be on the team right. after this season, and and those guys are. So I think that's going to be a significant factor into what we do with Renjifo. Is this really who he is, or do you think he will regress? Do you think that he could be somebody even better? Does he just need more time to cook? Let him cook. Yeah. What do you think? I, I think you got to let him cook, John, because I th- what we're seeing in him right now is that he's getting consistent at bats, and we can't we can't forget about like the human side mm-hmm. of players. Uh, I don't know if you remember this because you weren't really into the Angels like early two thousands, mm-hmm. but Scott Shields had a had a really great career, obviously mm-hmm. with the Angels, but it was like mid two thousands he went through a divorce. And that season, he really, really struggled. And that was something that they actually brought up later on in the season. They said, yeah, he's going through this, and he actually talked about it. And so that personal weight, he's carrying that around. Well, Renjifo and his wife just had a kid. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if his struggles in June were because he's worried about mama, right? He's worried about his wife. And then when he comes back after the baby was born, what did he do? He went on a tear, right? (laughs) And so he, he dad energy was awesome. And so I think... I like to see what he can actually do, especially right now in the position that we're in with Fletcher not there. I want to see what he can do. Now, I also want to see what Stefanik can do. So Mm -hmm. when Fletch comes back, I'm I'm nervous that Stefanik is going to get sent back down again. Me too. But if we're going to let Renjifo cook, then I understand that move with Stefanik. But I'm also of the opinion that maybe it's time to just DFA Duffy because Mm. I think I'd rather see Stefanik and Renjifo and Velasquez and Fletcher, as you said, than Duffy in that rotation because each of those guys I really think can benefit the Angels' future. So give me those four guys. I'm a big mm-hmm. Matt Duffy fan, but I don't see him benefiting this team much at all. I don't see him being more valuable than any of those other guys either. I think that's a good way to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because they are contributing on a level at the same level as Matt Duffy has been contributing this season. I know that he had a high average for a while, but even he's struggled with the hitting slumps that we've been through this season. So I will say that uh, when it comes to Renhifo. We've seen his numbers in AAA, and the guy just mashes. And yes. I think that goes back to the consistency and the output that you that you have when you have consistent at-bats like that. It's translating to the majors, and I think the same thing could be said for Stefanik. I think that Stefanik having consistent at-bats is a good thing. I also think that Joe Adele having consistent at-bats, like it's time to bring him up. I mean, yep. you know, yep. Monte Harrison is not anybody that I wanted to see on this team. And right. and no offense to him, but Joe Adele is somebody I do want to see on this team. And with Marsh struggling, I think it's time to bring up Joe Adele and have them platoon. I always feel like we end up in Joe Adele territory when we have conversations <laughs> we about other players. Yeah. But yeah. this is all to say that what I'm seeing from Luis Renjifo in that he was very good in AAA and it's translating to the majors finally because he's getting consistent time. I think the same could be said for any number of players like Stefanik and Joe Adele. So I I think that I'm with you. I think that the Angels should roll with that infield and have Velasquez off the bench, give Stefanik time at second, give David Fletcher. David Fletcher can play third. He played third for us in 2019. So that is also an option if, if Villar is not going to be an option every day so you know I think they have a lot of options and it's never a bad thing to have options I just don't want to see anybody get optioned if you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I think that's a good bet to see Renhifo actually play a bit. And speaking of betting, our friends at Bet Online bring you this episode of Locked On Angels. They're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. Bet Online is your continued source for all sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA boxing and golf john did you see the mma fighter come out to the undertaker's music on uh, oh, i think it was last saturday that was <laughs> that was awesome he actually said he wants to go to the wwe but this is locked on angels let me talk about that head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions bet online where the game starts Mike, uh, you know, we always save our keys to a winning weekend series for Friday, but because the Angels are starting this weekend series against the Orioles in Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles, trying to save time, uh, <laughs> that, that it's time for us to give our keys to a winning weekend series. Now, I will say this. I had been saying earlier this week that the Angels were swept by Baltimore, but I was wrong. I yes, was corrected. You were by a Twitter follower, Drew Dodson, at the Mad Hatter 47 He says, you guys keep saying the Angels got swept, and they didn't, and that's all on me. I took the blame for that. And I said, sorry, I don't know why I kept thinking that. He said, it's all good. I live in Baltimore and have an entire family of Orioles fans, and if they got <laughs> swept that week, I'd be hearing it all season up until this weekend. Uh, so he said he just wanted to make that clear, and I told him that I appreciated it. He's taking the family to a suite on Saturday for the oh, Angels-Orioles game. So shout awesome. out to Drew Dodson. Thank you for the correction. We hope you guys and your family have a fantastic time. Yeah, Drew, send us some photos. We'd love to see what your seats look like. Yes, please. We'd love to, we'd love to see the pictures from, from Baltimore. Never been there, so I'd love to see the stadium. That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be a great stadium to get to. Now, uh, we have our keys to a winning weekend series, our musical keys. Yes, we and, do. And uh, I'm going to let you uh, take it away, Mike. What's your musical key to a winning weekend series against the Orioles? All right, you ready for this one? Hit I me. chose War, What Is It Good For? by Edwin <laughs> Starr. War! Absolutely nothing. Say, Say it again. again. <laughs> here's, here's why I selected it. We have Mike Trout and we have Shohei Otani who lead the universe in war every hey. year. And if you're not familiar with war, it's wins above replacement. How many wins do they stir up versus a replacement or an average player in the league? And so Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are always, always, always leading in war, especially Trout. He actually was the guy, I think, that kind of invented it. No and kidding. gave people a, a tough run when they were voting for the MVP when he was up against Miguel Cabrera. Who? And so... <laughs> Here's why I selected it. Because the war for those two guys is incredible. But what is it good for? Huh? Huh? Absolutely. If the rest, <laughs> if the rest of the team doesn't do anything, right. right? And so I think that the key to this weekend series falls in the lap of three players, Jared Walsh, Brandon Marsh, and Max Stassi. Now mm. I want to give you some stats here. Okay. Trout's W O-B-A. That's his weighted on base average. Okay? Woba. We love Woba his, around his here. His Woba. His Woba is in the top 1% in the league. He is 415 in his Woba right now. Otani's expected slugging percentage is 631. He's in the top 2% in the league. Now, get this. Walsh and Marsh have a combined Woba that is only 100 points higher than Trout himself. Oh, Them, wow. 
together, right? And then Stassi and Marsh have a combined expected slugging percentage that's only 90 points higher than Otani by himself. So wow. here's the point. If Trout and Otani don't, then the team won't. And when Trout and Otani do, it feels like the rest of the team watches. What we saw last night against the Marlins is what we need this weekend. We need everybody on board, especially those three guys, those three guys, Walsh, Marsh, and Stassi to lead the way because our war leaders are always leading the way and they're always stepping up. But imagine if Marsh went on a run. Imagine if Marsh got a hit every game this yeah. weekend. Imagine if he got a sacrifice fly or he moved a runner over or he went the opposite way, maybe a sacrifice bunt. Imagine if Walsh actually hit a couple of doubles this weekend and knocked in a few runs. And imagine if Stassi just started hitting. And I know last night <laughs> his bat looked a little bit more like it's warming up, right? Yeah. But let's say that Stassi gets a home run or two this weekend. The Angels are going to feel that. The Angels are going to have this weight off the shoulders of our war leaders, Trout and Otani. And so we need to help our war boys out or we'll be singing the song, War, what is it good for? And what is it good for right now? Uh, about that's six, it. seven games under 500. <laughs> oh, you got me almost singing it, darn it. I know, darn that's it. good, that's good. So that's my key to the weekend. We need to help the war boys out or else what is war even good for, Johnny? I like that. Hey, so I have a song for you. You know I love my cheesy jams, my yacht rock songs. So I chose Steal Away by Robbie Dupree. Oh, Why I love it. don't we steal away? That's great content right there. That's, That's great right. content. That's right. <laughs> Mike, I picked Steal Away because the Angels did exactly what I wanted them to do on Wednesday night. They stole some bags, they got into scoring position, and then they drove in those runs or they took walks. And you know why? Because they frustrated the pitcher yep. on the mound. Yep. Now, I don't know if you know this, and and perhaps if you're listening to Locked on Angels and you're an avid sports fan, you might know this, but the Baltimore Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, just trying to save time, uh, their starting rotation is young and inspired and very, very good. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of young pitching on this team. Two guys that we will be facing are Tyler Wells, Uh, And we will also be facing Dean Kremer, who are two great young guys. And I think that if you want to frustrate them, you got to steal some bases or at least be a stolen base threat. We know Otani can do it. We know Velasquez can do it. Uh, Of course, Velasquez leading the team in steals. But we also could see it out of other players as well, like Jonathan Villar, who uh, showed some wheels on Wednesday night. And so hopefully he can bring that to the table as well. But we have to frustrate the pitchers on the mound because you're not going to do it at the plate with these young guys. They are talented, man, and they're dangerous. Now, we have a veteran pitcher in Jordan Lyles pitching against us tonight. But over the weekend, we're going to see some more of that young talent. And, uh, man, if, uh, if you're not paying attention to the Orioles pitching, especially if you're playing fantasy baseball, get some of those pitchers on your team. I have yeah. two of them right now (laughs) and i have dean kremer and he's been pretty good so far so these guys are going to be these guys are going to be hard to score against but the best way you can frustrate them and get their mind off the hitter at the plate is by being a stolen base threat so i'm telling the angels this weekend to steal away 
dun, 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 dun. Come on. You can't hear that song and not think of that like little piano riff right there. You have to move. You have to dance. You have to sing the piano <laughs> riff. I love it. So that's my key to a winning weekend series. The Angels have to steal away in the style of Robbie Dupree, frustrate those pitchers on the mound, especially the young guys who are inexperienced. They're very good, but take advantage of their inexperience at the end of the day. This is why you make Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospects show. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, and his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, tonight's game against the Baltimore Orioles, just trying to save time, uh, it starts at 4.05 p.m. Pacific time. Love They're it. on the East Coast, so catch that game. It's a little early. In the meantime, if you want to keep up with the game and everything else, you can follow Mike and I at Locked On Angels on Twitter. You can also catch us at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for Friday's show? We're going to talk about two really important teams in angel history teams Mm. that you and i've selected Mm -hmm. that we believe impacted and influenced the angel teams of the future so i'm going to share about a team john's going to share about a team it's going to be awesome we would love to hear about the teams that you think are important we're going to talk about all about that on tomorrow's show all right y'all until tomorrow my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john and we'll see you right back here tomorrow for a friday edition of locked on angels (laughs) 